0: Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast, where we talk about self-connection through spirituality and nature immersion. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and I'm so excited that you tuned in today. Today, I had the great pleasure of interviewing Pam December, where we talk about human design. Welcome, Pam. It's so great to have you here on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. It's, a, it's just, it's great to get to connect with people on a different level, right? When you know that you have interests that are common, it's so nice. It is. So we're just going to jump right into it. Tell us like a little bit about your story and how it relates to self-connection and whether it's like spirituality or nature, like how does your path that you've been on come to where you are now? Ooh.
1: a a good question. So yeah, I started this journey, I guess, probably, well, really, I've been interested in the esoteric and things like that since I was a teenager. But I didn't really land on getting to know myself better and on my healing journey until about four years ago. Um, I was just so unhappy. And I was stuck in such a rut. And I just didn't know what to do, where to go, like what the next step should be. I just knew that I was terribly unhappy. My body wasn't happy with me. So things needed to change. So what I ended up doing was investing in myself and hiring a healer. This was the biggest investment that I've ever made in myself in something that wasn't tangible. And I went and she did a Reiki session And she had some mediumship in there as well. And some really beautiful messages came through. And I just, I left feeling like a whole different person, even though nothing had changed outwardly. Right. But energetically, I just felt so much better. And it just felt like, okay, these are the, something's going to start happening now. Right. Right. So yeah, it was where I was working. It came up that there was going to be like a takeover and things. And it just really didn't feel good the way that, that was happening. And so I just really took it as an opportunity to, instead of doing and trying to figure all the things out, is allow space for what the next steps could be and really following what felt good versus like all that mental stuff of the shoulds and the coulds and the woulds, and, and the responsibilities of being a parent and, and things like that. And so yeah, I ended up taking a layoff and still having like no idea what was going to happen and just took the summer off and we just traveled and spent time with family and friends. And it was so relaxing that when fall came and it was time for my daughter to go back to school and that, that I was ready to actually do something. And a girlfriend reached out to me and said, Hey, like, i found this Facebook group. I think it would be a really good fit for you. Do you want me to invite you in? Right. And I went into this group and it was called Awaken the Goddess Within. And just totally connected with the divine feminine archetypes that they were working with. Ended up investing in another a group program. That was the first time I'd ever been in an online group program. I had no idea that these types of things even existed. And yeah, and then from there it just yeah, it became me creating my own business, starting out with just like doing readings, tarot readings, oracle readings. And then coming across human design and just that was just a whole new level validating who I was and my experiences, um what wasn't mine that I was carrying,
0: right? So can you tell the um listeners a little bit what is human design?
1: Yeah, so human design. Like, if you've ever taken a personality quiz or test, and you enjoy those kind of results, that's what this gives you. But it's based on your birth time, date, and place. So, like, there's no fudging answers. These are the energies that you carry. And so, what it is as a system is it combines the the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system the quantum physics and I always get stumped on the last one because <laughs> I don't, if I don't do them in the same order every time and astrology.
0: It's funny. Cause I was going to say astrology. Cause I was like, how does astrology work into this? Because it feels like it should. So
1: <laughs> yes. And it absolutely does. And there's a way of looking at like, you put your, your birth date information in and you get a chart similar to an astrological chart, but it's called a body graph. And it shows, yeah, where the planets were, what gates, there's 64 gates, which gates are defined, which determine what energies you have consistent access to
0: as part of your
1: soul or as part of your life path.
0: That's amazing. So if somebody comes to somebody who does human design work, what does that look like? So they give you their time of birth, their date of birth and their place of birth. And then, like, what does that look like? How does it come out? And then, what does it give them? I guess.
1: Mm. So, I'm going to say, like, every reader has their own way of going through the chart, and they'll be from basic readings all the way through really advanced ones. So, the way I like to do it is to introduce you to your aura type, which you're either going to be a generator, a projector, a reflector, or a manifester. And talk about, and it's really, yeah, it's a conversation, talk about what that means, go into like your, your profile numbers, which come from your uh, sun earth on the design and the personality or the, yes, the design and the personality side. And then going through each of just the energy centers, because each of those of the nine centers, they relate to a chakra and they carry specific energy archetypes within them. And so just going through those And then I really look for anything that shows um, somebody being highly sensitive or prone to burnout and those things. And so just going through it and having this conversation, because there's all sorts of things that come up that I'm like, oh yeah, here it is in your chart. And it's just so validating for the other person to like what they've experienced. It's not just in their head. They're not like it, they're different, but it's all on the chart and it's all there in black and white. So yeah, it's just so validating.
0: Is there also a manifesting generator or something like that? Yeah. As well? So
1: yeah the generators, there's a subtype called manifesting generator. Yeah.
0: Okay. Can you, do you mind going through, like, I think the listeners would love, I know that was like one of the things, first things I learned about human, it's pretty much the only thing i really learned about human design so far is this idea of what these archetypes are and maybe give them a little bit of information that might make them be like, "Oh, maybe I'm this, or maybe I'm this. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, So yeah.
1: So with the generators, they, are here to respond to the people, places, and things that show up in their outer reality. So a lot of human design is getting out of the mind because the mind is meant to be a tool, it's meant for reference, it's meant to play with, it's not meant for decision-making. So again, with the generator, like you see something and it lights you up, you're getting a yes, moving towards that. And it's a really step-by-step process. Uh, There can be a lot of frustration when you're just trying to make things happen. The only type that's here to make things happen is the manifestors. And they're about, I think there are 7% of the population, a fairly small percent. (laughs) And yeah, they're the Nike people. They can just go do it, right? Just do it Um, because they are meant to follow their inspiration. They're meant to initiate things, not necessarily finish them. Now that some type of the manifesting generator, it's yeah, a combination of the two, they have more energy to the throat because they have a motor connected. So not only are they responding to things around them, they're also informing people, this is what I'm going to do. Not only for those people to keep up, but also that gives the other generators things to respond to. And then you have the projectors. They, as non-sacral beings, they don't have, produce their own workforce life force energy so they're not meant to work 9 to 5 jobs. Most projectors they're either they'll find themselves burned out by 30 or they've been listening to their body and they're sleeping and napping and resting and just being a lot which that's still not something that's fully accepted in society, right? Right. <laughs> and then yeah, the reflectors are they're the the smallest percentage of like 2 to 3% of the population. And they are like, they have no centers defined or anything. So they're just really here to mirror the communities that they're in. And it's just, yeah, so important for them to be surrounded by people, places, and things that just really feel really
0: good and supportive for them. So do they, do you find that the majority of the population are generators?
1: Yes. 70% of the population is a generator type
0: and that's split pretty
1: evenly between manifesting generators and generators.
0: Okay. Okay. And so, for the projectors that are not meant for nine to fives, and even like I can imagine some of the other archetypes that like want, especially the manifestors and things like that. Are you noticing that there's been a shift in the way things are being done right now because of the pandemic, bringing up like, oh, I could work from home. Oh, I could do it this way, or I could do this way. Are you noticing a shift? With those different archetypes and how they relate to their world and what they decide to do.
1: Interesting, because I'm so surrounded by people that are following their human design, especially projectors, because once they get past this waiting for the invitation, that brings up a lot of resistance for them. And they really embody doing what lights them up and, and waiting versus initiating just how better able they are to support themselves and like energetically even, which is huge or the people outside of my circles. I'm seeing more just the deconditioning process of yeah, society changing with people working from home, that means you're not interacting with as many auras in a day and taking on the energies that they're carrying around. So it's been pretty interesting to, to see that happening.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. I know. Cause like even me, I'm like, okay, what's, what's that next world? Like, what am I, what's next? Right. It's, and I've always kind of thought of myself that I haven't done it like a human design work yet. But when I was like listening to what like people describe it, I always thought of myself as a uh, manifesting generator and that whole piece of like, because I am one to just do it. <laughs> and like <laughs> sometimes that can get you in trouble though. It can, it can. And even just the
1: energetics of it, like people find other people jarring when they're not following their strategy and authority. Like that's part of like with the manifestors and the manifesting generators with the informing piece, it's about energy. It's not about getting permission or anything like that. It's just preparing those around you for you to move and move quickly.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. So if the listeners wanted to do something separate from finding somebody to do human design with, which that would be like down the road, but if they want to do something like today, To kind of get to learn a little bit about human design. What would you suggest? What are some tips? Well, first
1: off, get your chart. So there's lots of, like if you Google free human design chart, you can get one from there. I offer the advanced chart on my website, madforpurple.com that has more advanced information on it. But for the basics, you can just get a free chart and find out what your energy type is. And then you can, there's Google for, you can put human design generator, human design manifesting generator. Uh, Pinterest is a great resource for searching as well. Um, and then there's, there's so many people coming out on Instagram and, uh, and there's podcasts too, as well. Like my podcast has a bit to do with human design, but there are some that are, that's all that they do. Right. So it's really easy to find information. I think the biggest thing is being open-minded about it, but also like starting to tap into that body consciousness of what feels right. Because there are so many people doing human design now. You don't necessarily know if they're getting their information from the source material or or what. And making sure that it actually resonates for you and you're not taking it on as your truth. Because human design is the science of differentiation. Like it's for you to find your inner truth. And that's only going to be yours.
0: Yes. I like that. And I, what you said too, about like this, knowing that if, when you go to get a reading done or map done, that, that you're going to somebody that knows what they're doing and feels comfortable and isn't just doing it because they learned online by teaching themselves. Right. Like, I think it's such an important piece. And the fact that you said, like, make sure it feels right to you. And that whole piece, because I think it's very easy to find people through Googling and make sure you do your research. Cause you're starting to tap into like healing work and figure out who you are. What do, what does like, when they get their chart read, does it give them information of how to move forward? Like why, what is it that says like, oh, they should get it done? So for example, I went and got my astrology birth chart done. And one of the things that she did, which was great, which gave me like the year in review of what the year might look like and how I move forward. And it helped me kind of organize my thoughts of like, okay, this is right. I'm on the right path. Or, oh this could be a dark side. That's a watch out for. Is it similar to that with the human design? I wouldn't say like when you first-
1: get started okay it it is an excellent tool yeah for doing shadow work uh because yeah you have all of these archetypes that you even if they're not defined in your chart like of the there's just the 64 gates there are more archetypes than that um with when you take into account the centers and the channels and things but like we all have access to all of the chart whether it's defined in our charts or it's through other people that we interact with or it's through the planetary transits. So. It's, it's one way of when you go into those deeper layers of doing shadow work, but on the, like right from the beginning is learning about your profile. Cause that, that is by itself, it's easy to find information and it's validating for who you are and then just really learning your strategy and authority because like I said, we're all so in our heads, we're all trying to make these decisions from our minds and none of us are really supposed to be making them from there. So as you learn your strategy and authority, you're getting more in touch with your body and its nuances. So like I guess that would be one of the pluses of doing this work is just, yeah, getting to know yourself and your body better.
0: Yeah. And right. And then it helps you answer those questions of why you do what you do and how you can make choices differently or stay on that path or, and again, it comes down to going to somebody that once you do the basic one on the website and I mean the basic one through Google, (laughs) and then they go, you go to the advanced one through your website and then you start working with a coach of some sort like you who can really talk you through what is this. And that's what I've heard from other people too, is it's not a quick process. It's a process of like, just like any healing work is not quick. It's right. not like you're going to wake up tomorrow long. and you're be like, I'm so enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. And like with the human design, like it's an experiment. So it's like trying different things on seeing what feels like your truth. And even in human design, like this deconditioning process, like we don't even realize the conditioning that we have. It's crazy. And it takes seven years for every single cell in your body to regenerate. So when you're entering the human design experiment, this is a long game. It's not one and done and, and you're out. It's just as yeah. Continual peeling back the layers, going deeper and discovering yeah who you are, and what energies you're really meant to embody as your gift to the world as that outward expression.
0: And I I love that you said like, it takes seven years to regenerate all the cells in your body. And at the same time, it only takes seven years to regenerate all the cells in your body, right? It's like twofold. It's like, it takes seven years, but it also only takes seven years. So that means there's so much ability for change, and support and the cool thing is some of those cells that are regenerating at the beginning of those seven years at the at the end of those seven years they might be starting to regenerate again so it's like this like Mm, continuous cycle of showing how amazing your physical body is and then the work you do and the work that others do around this healing work and working at the soul and the and the all of that. It's like, it's why I love calling the Save by mother earth, because it's not just about doing something for your physical body. It's not something about just doing something for your mind. It's like, you have to do stuff also with your heart and your soul and your, and like just your space that you're in. And it sounds like amazing work that you do with, cli- with clients and people. It's so
1: amazing just to watch. Like I love readings because it, like I said, like this come back to this validation. Like I can't stress that enough for people are just like, yes, like that is me. And to feel seen for the first time and to even see yourself in, in this way. And then yeah, with ongoing support, because we, we get in our rhythms, we get, and we're still in our conditioning. So having that outside person to be able to guide or provide feedback or that kind of thing can really help. And even like the language around human design, a lot of it is can be abrasive, but it's meant to be to, to wake, wake you up and not like just on the mental level, but like on a cellular level too.
0: I love that, that whole idea of waking up. And I think it's, it can happen in so many different ways. Like you were saying, like enlightening people and really bringing them to the surface. And this idea of working with somebody to make it happen Because sometimes it's really hard to do stuff on your own. A lot of people, I mean, okay, you go to the grocery, not the grocery store, you go to the bookstore and how many self-help books are on the shelf? How many self-help books were on my shelf? And they sat there for years. And now that I'm starting to do coaching myself, and also enjoying it and wanting to learn so I can do coaching for others, it's all becoming part of who I am. And I also wanted to say, everybody wants to be seen. So when you said, like, you get to see, I mean, you get to see that you're seen. I mean, you put it in other words, right? But this idea of being seen, everybody wants to be seen for who they are, not what the world thinks they are. And it's so valuable that that's what, you get to do on a daily basis that must be so rewarding
1: it is it's so much fun and even when like the shocking I have the gate of shock so sometimes like things just hit people and and they're in tears but it's like happy tears right because there's this release and there's this healing from it and then yeah having certification in the expansion principle healing technology having that to help support people through that energetic healing as well has been um been a great addition to to what I an offer
0: <laughs> so for all the listeners just so you know this is being recorded at a time when my dogs are just in a crazy mood so every little thing is setting them off <laughs> but thank you so much for being here before you go where can listeners find you we'll put put it in the show notes as well but like your website Instagram all of those kind of things that you may have yeah.
1: But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Mad for Purple. Uh, I like to hang out on Facebook in my Facebook group. That's the Mad for Purple Podcast Facebook group. And then yeah, just for all the miscellaneous links in that, uh, madforpurple.com forward slash links.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Save by Mother Earth Podcast, Pam. It was great having you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Pam, for being on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. It was so wonderful to learn a little bit more about the work you do in human design. For all the listeners out there, thank you for tuning in and being understanding about Moosey and Gaia and their experience with this great shift that we are making in our own life as we get ready to use our insight and travel the country. Uh, they were a little more sensitive during the recording of this episode due to a lot of change happening within the home. Um, but it is an experience that we can't wait to share with all of you as we take this podcast to the road. So until next time, signing off for it with love and thank you for tuning in to the Save by Mother Earth podcast.